What are you reading, Alex? Oh, I'm reading the compendium for uh, Spawn. Compendium 1. We have the movie of the year. Tenet. Actually, when I was working overnights, I listened to like the entirety of the Dark Knight's metal storyline. as like a, a podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to your mom's favorite place to be. We're your hosts, Edward, Anthony, Noah, and now we have Alex. Dude, we should make a podcast. That being said, it's time to hang 10 with your top entertainment news of the week. About what? Well, it's like something that we all had like in common. Like, what's something that we could all like talk about for a while? We always talk about movies and stuff. Like, movies that just came out. So, Alex, 1 yes. to 10, no decimals. <clears throat> 1 to 10, no decimals for the movie. Uh, solid 9. Find your lack of faith disturbing. Yeah, I'm down, Anthony. We should do like cool. different segments too. Like we should have like a, a game, like an icebreaker, and then maybe, maybe we can read some like movie news or like entertainment news. Dude, what if we do like what if we call ourselves like spam mail? Everyone listening, we have a huge announcement to close out the pod. What if we do the hooligan hangout? If you guys are new to our podcast, make sure to check out our previous season. Welcome to the hooligan hangout. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Hooligan Hangout with my three amigos, Edward, Anthony, and Alex. Your three amigos. They're my three amigos. All right, we're going to slide into our movie news segment. We all have a piece of either movie or TV-related news. No, I just said that. (laughs) Go on, go on. You first, senor. All right, I guess I'll go first. My piece of news suite is... uh, it's like old news. Like everyone knows the Gambit movie got canceled with the Fox Disney merger, but it just recently came out that Shining Tatum cannot even watch MCU movies over how fucking heartbroken he is over not being able to play Gambit. There's no way. Which is like crazy. Like he's like straight up just like beat beat up. Uh, let me see if I can find the quote. He said, once once Gambit went away, I was so traumatized, I shut off my Marvel machine. I haven't been able to see any of the movies. I love that character. I was just too sad. It was like losing a friend because I was so ready to play him. See, I, I get all that. But he acts like there's like no hope for it. Like He can still be cast as him in Marvel. But now he came out saying he didn't watch any of the movies. They're going to be like, oh, that's too bad. (laughs) Just think about how – this was back in 2019 when it got canceled. Think of how many movies he hasn't watched that have came out since then, bro. He's like, what's Endgame? What's Thanos? To be fair, he doesn't have to do a a story that connects with every other. Fantastic Four. But you know the Marvel – Fantastic Four is canon, but they haven't met the Avengers yet. But you know Marvel's connecting everything. They, They don't like doing solo films for some reason. But I'm saying, like, they should even if it was like an origin gambit story, like, like they they had they connected everyone. It, it was because he was gonna be with like the X Men, I think, like Fox's X Men. Which I hope they still keep the casting for that. Hugh Jackman. Besides him, I don't think they're gonna keep him. I oh, yeah. I don't think they should. I think it'd be wrong. Wait, to what? keep to keep Hugh Jackman or what for Wolverine? They sent him yeah. off on a good note, bro. Oh, that's fair. Great I note. think it would be wrong to hold his career hostage like that, bro. Hasn't he even said he wouldn't mind if someone else playing him too? Yeah. I mean, like, if he were to come back, like, I feel like the whole point of, like, the movies he's done now is to get away from being known as only the Wolverine. If yeah, he exactly. goes back, then that's what he's going to be known for. And that guy mm-hmm. in that shitty musical. 
But anyways. <laughs> uh, we have to start trouble. <laughs> All right, Anthony, you're up. You want you want a breather? All right, Alex, All right. what you got for us? Uh, so I brought out uh, the Lord of the Ring news. They came out with uh, eight new posters. Uh, well, not just eight, but more than eight. Um, and the story is going to be set about a thousand years before the events of actual Lord of the Rings, um, which is going to be pretty interesting to see because Noah and I were talking earlier, and Anthony we were talking about the Shadow of Mordor, which is a game about you know in the universe of Lord of the Rings. So I thought it'd be pretty interesting to see uh, something different, something that we're not used to. You know, we're used to the Hobbits and stuff, the uh, Bilbo Baggins. The Ring of Power. Yeah, so I want to see something where it's essentially making the Ring of Power, you know what I mean? It'd be, it'd be pretty interesting to see. Um, growing up, this is my favorite movie, uh, Desolation of the Small, when it came out, the new versions. Um, God, that blew, my, that blew my fucking mind. Um, when they were in the, in the, the Horde of Gold. They're like, wait, Smog. <laughs> Smog's in here. Uh, yeah, Smog was my favorite villain. Benedict Cumberbatch was a good, uh, a good villain on that one. He uh, got some banger soundtrack too. Uh, and then it was just a good story overall. So I'm very excited to see what they see, especially with the budget that they have for these uh, shows. So, um, I think it's gonna be uh, who is it? HBO. Let me see. Plus the the timeline that they set for it, they've already set themselves up if it does really good for like multiple seasons. I have never seen the Lord of the Rings. Well, I know we've discussed or watched or read any of the books. They're pieces of shit. You're missing out. But well, it's one of those things where I always saw it and I was like, I know I'm a nerd, but I'm not that fucking nerdy. So then I would just decline it. It's not it's not that it's nerdy, it's just interesting to see because you I mean it is nerdy, it's just it's geeky, but like they're well, really good movies. Really good pieces. I remember I I tried to watch some movies as a kid, but I thought they were just boring, so I just never, never kind of went. See, for as it. A, as a kid, I also think they're really long, but like as an adult, you grow to appreciate them more. I think growing up, my okay, favorite was the movie just because of all the 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 war raging on and the fighting and shit. I also have not seen Lord of the Rings, but that reminds me how excited excited I am for House of the Dragon. Which no one else has House seen of the Game of Thrones, but no one asked you. I'm a cool story, bro. I don't remember asking. I'm catching up. I'm catching up. When does it come out? When? Remind us. You don't know. When? You do know. Did I ask? Damn. <laughs> We're just joshing you, bro. When does it come out? We're just joshing. What a fake! What a fake fan. He doesn't even know when it comes out. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming out this year, guys. I just had to look it up. And then he's a fake fan for not knowing that, bro. Wait, what? Name every no, character. Name every hoodie. name every actor who played every extra. Come on. Come on. If you're a real fan, come on. Show him your hoodie. Who was the extra in uh, episode four in the back that was doing that dance emote? Huh? I'm not even doing the video. Oh. He's wearing a hooligan hangout hoodie, guys. Y'all should get it at our I'm wearing, a, I'm wearing a hooligan hangout thong. If you guys are listening to this right now, uh, we have brand new merch in the merch shop right now. So yeah, uh, check it out. It has my face on your. It can be my face on your brown starfish. What are you talking about, bro? Bro, I can't keep that in there. That gave me goosebumps, dog. Speaking of goosebumps, <laughs> this whole conversation I'm gonna end up cutting out. 
My piece of news is about how Disney Plus just picked up a 10-episode order for a brand new Goosebump TV series, which is the second. Yeah, no one asked, so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, baby! This is the second live-action adaptation of the books since, I don't know if y'all remember the real old one, I believe it was on Cartoon Network. Oh, bro, I love the shit out of the old one. I used to watch those all the time. They were just like... Classics, bro. Classics. They were just... Cheesy yet traumatizing enough as a kid. I remember watching The Mask. That shit traumatized. The Mask one's freaky. That, I love that. It's a good the one that got me was the fucking yeah. slappy one. Yeah. Episode. Uh, that's a good movie though. Uh, I like The Mask too. Jim With Carrey. Jim Carrey? Yeah. yeah. No, but that's um. Did y'all ever watch the Jack Black Goosebumps? Goosebumps? No. I did not. <laughs> yeah, they were they were okay. They were I forgot terrible, those were even they made. Were okay. Honestly, I I didn't really like those them. two. There right, there's two? two. Yeah, yeah, there's two. I didn't really like those ones. Were they just like, okay? They were definitely they were kids' movies. They weren't scary. They were just kids' movies. It they, they tried to combine like all the books and like the two films, right? Like yeah, they they made, all the all the monsters and stuff. They made slappy. Yeah. The, the dummy. The dummy. Yeah. Bro, I, that dummy traumatized me. As a kid or in the movie? As a kid. As an adult. <laughs> <laughs> As a grown man, I can say that ventriloquist dummies scare the shit out of me. Jeff Dunham, I fucking hate you. Uh, anyways. I love Jeff Dunham. Jeff Dunham is, like, the man. You want to be scared? Jigsaw. Look at Jigsaw, bro. That dude's freaky. Fuck Jigsaw, that little bitch on a tricycle. A little, a little fucker with his deep-ass voice. <laughs> Smoker's lung voice. Do you want to play this. the game? All right, Anthony. Last but not least, best for last, what you got for us? <laughs> so Tom Holland recently said that in an interview that his um, ideal, like his dream movie is a live action Jack and Daxter where he's the main character. He did not say that. He did say No that. fucking he way. Said, he said not only... Doesn't want it, does he want to be the main character? He also wants to direct it, and he wants it to be dark. Like a dark version of a live-action Jack and Daxter. He also wants to be Daxter, too. <laughs> <laughs> he wants to be like Adam Sandler and Jack and Jill and just play every role. Honestly. Here's the thing. I like his, his pitch, but he should not be cast as Jack. No. He should not touch that role. What do you mean? He, he also shouldn't... <laughs> Because <laughs> I'm I'm going heavy this month on my narrative that his casting was wrong for the Uncharted film. It was. He is not. Nathan, is so bad. Nathan, Nathan Filoni. Nathan Filoni would have been better. Nathan Fillion. I think, I think Mark Wahlberg would have been a perfect Nathan Drake and someone else. Have, been have you played Uncharted? Like, I have. I played them all. Oh, that's so good. I, I don't know good. about perfect. I don't know oh, if Tom yeah. will be perfect, but, but I, I'd rather, better. yeah, I'd rather him than Tom Holland. This, this is the guy that could have played him. Oh yeah, yeah, actually, he's too old. Then. But uh, he, what, he's fifty. Tom Holland also said that Mark Wahlberg is fifty. He he see, I feel like that works though. No, uh, he doesn't either. Tom Holland said that Mark Wahlberg is his like inspiration for being Nathan Drake, and so he was he. Uh, Mark Wahlberg has been. <laughs> Bro, <laughs> you did not just do that, Alex. Alex, you did not just do that, bro. 
He was looking up actors, and he saw this actor with the girl, so he looked at the girl and zoomed in on her boobs. It was for the bit. I'd rather them give a, give a new up-and-coming actor a chance than Tom Holland. You know what I mean? Because, and then I don't mind Mark Wahlberg as Sony. I just think he needs someone older. Yeah. I, I know he's old, but like, older than him. Yeah. I, think, than him. I also, I'm not, a, I'm not a fan of uh, the casting for, uh, for Raph. I don't really like it, Antonio Banderas. He's a good actor, but. Which one's that one? For Uncharted. He's oh, being cast Raph. 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 You know, oh, the, the main, the villain. And honestly, they, they went too young with Nathan and they went too old with Raph. Yeah. Yeah. So it's an even bigger difference between the two. It yeah. just doesn't make sense. They're the same age. They're looking for the same thing in the, in the, in the games. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. It's like, um, they, they really screwed up a lot. Like, what villain would you want to see besides him? You put all of them, right? Mm-hmm. I want to see him fight the, I don't even remember the, the monsters. Oh, bro, I can't wait to watch Monster Hunter. That movie's going to be great. Speaking of video game movies, <laughs> I hope they make a game about for- Forbidden Horizon. Who was uh, the second Sonic villain? Two. Huh? The second villain? Which one? Uh, he... Uncharted what? Uncharted two, two. two, three, four. Uncharted he two? said the second villain. Isn't that the one with the in the desert? The no, is that three? He's talking about Marco Polo and all that. Oh, I haven't seen that. I haven't played that game in a while. But um. Yeah, honestly, it, I don't know, because, like, all of the Uncharted games have, like, the monster element inside of them at the very end, you know what I mean? When it's close to getting the treasure, there's always, like, the fucking freaks yeah. at the end. Like, uh, there was a vampires in one of them, like, you remember those? Like, or was like, it, well, I don't know if it was vampires, but the ones that, like, were pale and, like, they crawled around the walls. There was actual monsters and stuff? Uh, yeah, or... Uncharted, they had actual monsters. That's so creepy. And, but on Uncharted 4, they decided to not do that. Like, they kept it a series. They were like, let's be normal. <laughs> <laughs> Why can't you just be normal? Do you know it's not normal? What? Not having a sponsored segment, so it's right here. Alright guys, so this week we reviewed The Fallout, which is an HBO Max original. It's pretty much all over the, the homepage on there, so I'm almost guaranteeing it's pretty popular. Shout Directed out to by HBO, they have everything. They do. Directed by Megan Park and starring Jenna Ortega and Maddie Ziegler, which, by the way, um, shout out Jenna Ortega. I feel like she's been in a lot of stuff lately, like a lot. She's the she's the poster child child of Hollywood right now. I, it kind of feels like when they propped up Tom Holland and Tom Holland's in, like, everything. Yeah. And right now. Yeah. I mean, like, she deserves it. Like, she's, she's really good. Absolutely. She's a good actress. But anyways, for um, any of y'all who have no clue what this movie's about, I'm going to give y'all a quick synopsis. So basically, after um, a tragic event happened at her high school, Veda began to move away from her comfortable family routine. She started taking chances with a series of decisions as she reevaluated different relationships and um, her own view of the world. And um, these decisions test her own boundaries and push her in new directions. She starts to spend time more with Mia, which was the girl who she shares the, um, the tragi- tragedy with at school. And they both grow closer together and slowly redefine themselves through their shared experience. <laughs> is this the right movie, dog? I watched Mission Impossible Fallout. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bro. I just want to say one thing, though. Oh, bro, I thought we were talking Look about us. the video game. Look at us. What do you mean, look at us? Who would have thought? What do you do? Who would have thought? Look at us. Thought what? Um, Y'all didn't catch that in the movie? They're like, look at us. Yeah. The, the, oh, yes. For that? Yeah. For a second, I was like, what are you talking about? I like that they referenced that. It's a. I thought it kept, it kept their real world. Yeah, there's a lot to talk about. So where do you want to start? Let's 
take some uh, pauses. I would like. I would like to start. Start at the very beginning. <laughs> no, I genuinely will because to start off with, I didn't read the synopsis or watch a trailer for this movie. I didn't know that. I just dove right in, and at first I started it, and I was like, oh, this is just going to be some shitty teen drama, like, quirky teen drama. And they were just, like, in the bathroom, and then I just hear the first just a and I was like, what the fuck am I watching, bro? <laughs> and then you realize like, that, that shit, the title that shit, is like, made my heart, yeah, made my heart drop, and I was like, hey, yo, what? Nah. And they just kept, poof, poof, poof. I was like, it what was the so fuck? intense, too. Like, they captured, I feel like, the feeling of being there so well. It it I've never been a part of a school shooting, but I feel like it captured like how the victims' lives change and right. how they act and how hard it is for them to live and go back to school. I think yeah. uh I think it what hurt truly was seeing uh essentially two relationships uh be destroyed. Uh sibling relationships. First you got uh the brother right in this in the stall who has the blood of his sibling all over him. And then now you have him mourning his brother, but at the same time you also see uh, uh, Jenny Ortega's character having a fallout with her sister. With her sister, that, and that they become too. more distant because at the very beginning you can see that they're very close, especially since uh, the yeah, the sister. No, the sister was uh, calling her out of class because she had that emergency with her uh, mm-hmm. her menstrual cycle. But her sister was like, "Hey, you know what? Like, we we'll just catch dinner over this. Talk about it later." And you know, like, moving around. But after it, the whole situation, you can see that she slowly but surely like closes her sister out. Even like when the one time she's like, "Why are you locking me out of the restroom?" Right. But she just said, "Why are you locking me out?" And she's like, "None of your business." And you know, like she was door and, and she's gone. They started yeah. to change. Yeah, they, yeah, they opened it on each other, and you know, it, so, it, it was crazy. It genuinely broke my heart at the end when she, her sister started crying to her, like, "Why have you like not been talking?" To right, me? it hits yeah. different when you have siblings. Every scene like that, I was like, "Just please talk to your sister, please." And you can see, um, like I said, what they go through—they start to go through depression. She said she was you know more tired. She needed more comfort, but at the same time, she didn't know what to do. I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then like even, I think one of the biggest examples was how traumatized she was. Was I think somebody crushed a coke can and she just like had like PTSD of a gunshot. She right. peed herself. No, she, okay. she, she peed herself. She, she literally peed herself. She was holding it because this is what I thought. She was in the, in the class. She was looking at the time and she wanted to use the restroom, so she went up to the door. But that was the same door that she hid in. Right. So she never, she doesn't go. I feel, like, yeah, I feel like if she went in, like she was in her head, she's thinking, if I go in there, it's gonna happen again. Right. So she but just held it for the rest of the day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then to see, like, uh, just to see, like, the reaction of everyone, you know, like, everyone has different reactions. You have at the very beginning when it happens, you have the um, the brother who comes in and he's just shocked, he's crying. Then you have the, the girl, the "Quote unquote popular girl that everyone knows but doesn't really know the influencer. Yeah, the influencer, and she's like she doesn't know what to do. She's crying. She starts vomiting, and then you have like the the shocked reaction, which is uh, Jenny Ortega's character. She was just like you know, like she just kind of was numb to everything. Okay. She didn't really have a reaction to it until like after it was when she started going to therapy when she realized that like hey, like this is like like this is something that's gonna be stuck with me, you know? And yeah. it even portrayed how um, like there's people like her that would be depressed and like need to go to therapy to fix their mental health. But then there's other ones that just like laugh it off. 
Well, not, well, I guess, yeah, laugh it off. You know, the way different people react to things like, like tragedy. And then, yeah. like, her friend was one of the people that wanted to make a change. Like, he was just more motivated to, like, put a stop to this, be an advocate for change. Yeah. I think the movie did a real good job of, like, capturing, like, making it feel real. Like, they did a modern movie, and they made it feel modern without it being so fucking cringy like other movies right. try oh, to do. It actually, like depicted like just high school real life yeah, yeah like like on the dot i was gonna say that we make fun of like teen dramas and stuff but i think this is one of the best movies that actually portrays how a teenager would act how right. they would feel, how they would talk to their family or their friends or their siblings exactly okay. literally in my notes here i have it feels real i love the awkwardness that there is between like some of their relationships like just normal just awkwardness between teens because yeah. like and a lot of teen like teen dramas, it's cringy and shit because you're like, there's no way you would just like walk around acting like that. Right. Or, like they just over exaggerate everyone's personality types. But this one, they just kind of sat back, told actors basically. It feels like they just told them like, "Hey, just act natural, bro. Just knock yourself out." Like none of it felt forced. Like it felt like a it felt like a real high school environment. And it really, it really captured the realism, like because they did that so I, well. I think it also it captures the point of her feeling desperate not to feel anything. Because at one point when she spoke speech, she's like, "I don't feel anything," like but she's not really being truthful with her, you know. Right. And then um, when she takes like E, I think that's what it's called, the drug. Mm-hmm. When she takes when she takes E, I don't know if that's good for ecstasy, but I don't think so. I'm not sure. Um, and she takes it, and you can see, like, when she's, like, coming back down to earth, how much it's traumatized her. When she's sitting in the chair, when you see that her friend is taking her home, mm-hmm. you can see, like, the mm-hmm. shock in her eyes. Like, that's, like, it's not just, like, from the drug, but it's also from, like, realizing, like, like this happened, you know? Like, this... I've been trying to avoid Yeah. And um, I think that's, like, where she finally comes down, and she sees, like, hey, like, I'm affecting not only myself, but my family, because my family's there worried for me. And there's also, like, the, the thing where... They also portrayed it pretty accurately with the little sister. The little sister wasn't there. She doesn't know anything about the situation. Right. Uh, and all she can do is kind of poke at it and make, not fun of it, but just make jokes about it, trying to... Lighten the mood. Yeah, trying to lighten the mood or just be herself. Because that's how the little sister is at the very beginning. You know, she's Trying like, to get her to come out herself. Yeah. She's poking at her sister just so the sister can give her a reaction because the sister hasn't talked to her in, you know, in forever. And um, you can see like the little sister, I think the little sister is slowly growing up. That's what in the background. I think so. You yeah, see, think so. That little detail when she was growing up, she went from this little girl to being someone who kind of infatuates herself with TikTok and the way she looks. She even mentions makeup at one point. Mm-hmm. Um, she essentially she started off up. like that, though. Yeah, uh, I mean, I, I don't know. I didn't really see it, but I, I just like the re- opening scene of the movie was her like bur- bursting into the bathroom, screaming at her so she could do her makeup. Yeah, oh, but I mean, like I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I saw it as like, I saw yeah, yeah, I saw it as a time passing I by saw, for I her saw, for her. Know. She was essentially the big sister was stuck in time and her little sister was busy growing up in the background because she was taking up the PTSD and trauma was taking up her time. She had no sense of time. Yeah, she essentially lost time. With that being said, I feel like, and I don't know, y'all may, y'all may hate me for this one, but the whole movie was supposed to be like her, like trying to cope and doing everything. Mm -hmm. But that one scene with her boyfriend, when her boyfriend was like, like, yeah, I've given you a month for you to heal, but you haven't been healing. You haven't been doing anything. I kind of agree with that. Like, 
I feel like, like, yes, she was coping with it and she was trying to move on. But I feel like she was also taking advantage of the time off from school and she was just like avoiding everything. She wasn't trying to face her emotions. She wasn't trying to move on for the most part. I feel like she was avoiding it all. She was like, how long can I stay away from school? How long can I not think not about face this? my how long fears. can I do everything that I can to avoid like these emotions? See, I didn't pick that up like that way at all. Like I picked up as like how it would appear outwardly. But I felt like the movie did a good job of showing like insight into the way she acts, like just the little things like you could tell, like she was just kind of acting out, you know, like right. she said that she couldn't feel like she always said that she felt numb. So she was just doing stuff to try to feel something despite sure it being good or bad. So I feel like and then at the end, it shows that she's still fucked up whenever yeah. the notification at the end and she had a panic attack after being fine after just reading about another shooting yeah, happening yeah but i feel like they also she's trying to be better yeah that's what i mean it's like it shows her trying to do her best but um like throughout the movie it just shows like the pitfalls of someone struggling to cope like right. trying to find a coping mechanism so it shows her doing all this like just crazy shit that no, like normally she wouldn't do and her friend just didn't understand because he had a healthy coping way how people react to stuff different so it just yeah, looked that way but to her it was just her trying to be like him yeah like he doesn't know what she's been going through he just you know he's like he's already he's coped, like, like he said yeah so he's, he's like, like i walked it off what the fuck, you cope yet? like i'm good and you're not yet which that kind of brings us to um the girl that veda shared her experience within that bathroom together, which they didn't, I mean, they knew each other, but they didn't like, they weren't like friends. Um, her name is Mia. She was that like influencer girl, popular girl of school. But, you know, it turns out she doesn't have like any friends. Her parents aren't around very much. So Veda is kind of the only person helping her cope, like, cause she's really lonely. She doesn't want to be alone. It's crazy that they're two complete, like the most opposite types of people. But so, they, through one experience, they with, like, came together. Looks yeah. and, popularity and all this and then Veda's like the opposite she's like wears baggy clothes and like, doesn't care right but um they both seemed seemed seem to have bonded over that pain and that traumatic experience and they help try to help one another by covering each other um through many different ways like drinking weed um even love making can i say from the very first scene that she offered beta wine like within like the first twenty minutes of the movie, the first time I was like, they're gonna hook up. I just know it. And then they ended up hooking up. The first time they they started pouring the wine, I knew it. Well, I thought so too. But I'm glad it. that they had it like um how do you explain it? Like in a special kind of friendship, like they don't know what they want. Yeah. But then they realized, Oh, I don't want this, I just want us to stay friends, but like I'm glad we did it. Like yeah, it was just them exploring. Cope with each other. Yeah, they're both very lonely and misguided. Yeah, like I said, this is one of those things where it was just showing them just like trying coping mechanisms, not really knowing. Yeah. And like I said, it just kind of does a good job of showing like that's, that's how shit happens in the real world, you know? Yeah, and in a sense, they both wanted to feel loved because they both feel like, you know, they're alone and they feel like they're in a hole that no one can, else can help them get out of. Mm-hmm. You might take a yeah. So, with you know. all of that being said, though, I feel like 
this is not a movie for everybody. Because I, I think everyone that – well, I just wanted to go, go off of you. I was just going to say I think everyone that um, – at least in America should see this movie though. It should be played in the schools. I, was say, I think this is – At least the beginning. Uh, like this would be like the movie to show to like – I wouldn't just say like kids but like no, like around like junior high level Young kids adults. to be like, yeah, just be like, hey – See, I kind of disagree because I, I feel like a lot of people aren't wouldn't like this movie, not because it's a bad movie, but because the it's extremely slow. Like it goes really slow. It does it. That's like the probably one of the best parts about it, though, is because it goes so slow. That's how you can see how everything affects her so much. But some people like like the fast pace, like you know, lots of stuff going on. This movie is extremely slow. Like, there's not much going on. I think, but that, there's simultaneously would, a lot going on. It's I, like say, I would argue the opposite. I wouldn't say it felt like a slow movie. I say it felt like perfect pacing on its part because it's not like there's like some huge villain to climax off of. You know, it's it's a journey through like emotional healing. And they did a good job of portraying like about like a pretty fairly accurate timeline, but it also wasn't a long movie. It's only an hour, a half movie. So to be able to like show someone's mental journey from being like just completely damaged to like semi repaired. I think and an hour think... and a half, like effectively is, is a lot to ask for. And they did it really well. I, I think it did. I thought the length was fine, but I think it felt long. But I think that's a good thing because it plays off of their um, their central theme on mental health and stuff. How it takes a while for someone to get better, and we were just mm-hmm. going through the motions with her. Alex, you haven't said much. Any other positives, boys? Um, I think uh, we've. I think we probably noted all the positives right now. Um, we've said that it's a good pace for a movie that has that kind of um, turmoil at the beginning and turmoil throughout. So it, it's not really necessarily an action movie. It's more of a, it's not of, an action movie at all. No, I know. <laughs> it's not at all. It's a coping, uh, reacting to coping mechanism kind of movie, in my opinion. Probably market maybe in like the tragedy category. Uh, but I not think like that's... a crazy Shakespearean tragedy, but like realm of Titanic ish. Um, something that you did not enjoy, though, Roger. That's the issue. I I genuinely enjoyed the whole movie. We say that about every movie. No, I got something. But you have anything? No. You have anything? Um, I want to say. The kind of the way they kind of built up cliche characters, you know, it's it's something that's just so cliche. You have your influencer, you have your uh, Billie Eilish lookalike character. Who? Uh, Jenny Ortega's character. She's dressing like Billie oh, Eilish. Oh, baggy clothes. Yeah, baggy clothes. Well, I think it's just modern day. That's why. Uh, I was say I don't even think it's cliche. I think it's just genuinely how the world is, my guy. Cliche, yeah. Nowadays, yeah. Um. 
I, I mean, I did enjoy the movie, don't get me wrong. There were some parts that made me cry, but it didn't really focus as much as I thought I would like to on uh, the brother. You know, you, the brother at the very beginning, it touches up on him and stuff from here and then. It's not his story. It's not his story, though. He's a side character, my guy. I mean, to be fair, so is Macy. Um, Who? Uh, <laughs> the girl that's... Mia? Mia, Mia. But she's more in it than the other guy. Yeah. Well, it's because it's their story. They're even on the front cover. Yeah. It's, it follows those two, not so much the other guy. I don't know. I just want to see like more of a sibling trauma type thing because it's like it was pretty accurate in the way he reacted to his uh, losing his brother. Um, but it didn't really touch up on him after that. After that, it was just essentially like he was. I mean, there's uh, a whole scene about him talking about his brother, though. Mm-hmm. And how it felt, I'm and how he's saying after the scene, like there's, there's more like but that was that was a resolution to it. He was like, "I'm good. It feels like he's still with me. I moved on. I just wish people would ask me about it so I could talk about it more." You know, I was just like, well, like guess it I'm resolved his thing. <laughs> like it, 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 re- it resolved his character. Like I feel like his character did what he was supposed to act as like a side love interest. Did you also notice how um, Veda went to like multiple funerals? Yeah, like, oh, like yeah. all the victims. I feel like that's what put her in the hole so much. That's crazy though. Mm-hmm. When she was putting all those pamphlets down, I was like, "Wait a minute." Yeah, yeah. I, I thought it showed a real way of like showing like how weird. it affected her. Yeah, because like, after a while, like you just don't feel like anything about all this stuff. But... <laughs> no, no, I do, I do agree with you. It was a good way to show. It was kind of her first step of recouping. Yeah, going to all those funerals, kind of paying respects for everyone, even if she didn't know them. Just, yeah, you know, and step out and right. for those of y'all like who just listened to us like this season, I promise we don't praise every movie. Like, go back and listen to some of our old stuff. We are not afraid to absolutely shit on movies. We've just had a really good good string of movies coming through. Mm-hmm. So whenever we praise movies like this, it it's really difficult to get our praise like this. We're we're about to watch Moonfall this coming week after this one. And I've heard that one's a doozy, so get ready for that. Doozy like in a good way? No. <laughs> it's so bad, it's good. So, did anybody else have really anything negative yes, at I, all? Anyone? I, I, one thing, one thing. Okay. I understand it, too, because you can tell it's a lower-budget movie, so I can see all the sponsorships. But, man, that was so much promotion. They had, like, their, their iPhones, their champion sweatshirts, their Starbucks, their TikTok. <laughs> Uh, I'm just saying, like, I don't like movies that do that. I don't feel like they would do that for promotion, though. I feel like they did that to make it part, like, real. I I think they did that to make They still need permission from those companies to show that. Well, yeah, they still need permission, but the the thing is, I feel like they didn't do it with the intention of just cramming a whole bunch of brands in there. I feel like they did it with the intention of setting a realistic setting. I agree. I'm not taking off from it. I'm just saying I don't like when movies do that for all the promotion. What I'll say is I don't think they did it, did that. Yeah, yeah, no one doesn't care what he thinks. <laughs> okay. That's uh that's all that's all I got though, to be fair. Just... This isn't a bad thing about the movie, but I when her mom walked in and she was like, When you spend someone at someone when you spend the night at someone's house and she's like, I'm not having sex, mom. I'm <laughs> oh, dude, that shit her. made me laugh like, so much. <laughs> I'm like, oh, so angry, you're bro. so annoying. You know, it's, there, were, 
The fucked up part is there were times where I was like listening to her talking. I was like, damn, those are some white ass parents, bro. Dude, it's funny though, because that's what like that's how teens would react to their yeah, parents. Like actually so fucking moody and shit. I feel like yeah, now, no, but, I mean, bro, now we see like the parents did nothing wrong. They were just worried and actually want to know. And then she's like making a huge deal out of it. I'm Even the like, dad oh, dad took her to the mountains. Yeah, that was cool. I felt like for her, what it felt like is that she was just like, bro, I just want to be left the fuck alone. Get the fuck up out of my shit. But, um, but she was left alone for like a month. I know, but that's the thing. She felt like a month. She started smoking. She started drinking. She had sex. That's that's what, that's what I mean. It's like, she just like, she was being like just a moody teenager, bro. Like this. Like whenever you go through depression, that's how it be. That's all. That's all we got to say, huh? I, I mean, I'm done. You want to go through your ratings, ladies and gents? Yeah, round table. Edward first because we go this way. What? <laughs> we're pointing at you, and then we'll go around. Okay. Well, no shockers here. I am going to drop another tin bomb on this movie. Damn! Okay. Anthony? Did you just fuck him off? Mm-hmm. He did. Anthony? I'll give it a nine. No. Give it a Metacritic score. <laughs> 75! <laughs> Whatever. <those laughs> God, this is really tough. Because me, it, it is teetering teetering from a nine or ten. I feel like, I feel like I'd give it a ten only because... Um, this isn't like your typical movie, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like this is I just definitely like feel like it deserves props for diving into such like hot water, you know? Like this is yeah. something that no one really likes to talk about, let alone you need to. make to a fair, full film about it. And it did a real it had really good commentary on the whole thing. To be you know? fair, there's more than one film talking about it though though. About, about that's shooting. what I'm saying. But but what I'm saying is like it's not no, something that it. people are comfortable with right. doing, let alone do, executing at such a high level, you know? Because a I lot of the time, I'm movie gonna, studios are like, damn, I don't want my name attached to this, so it's just some low-budget shit. I'm not so. going to adjust my rating due to the fact that it's a hard topic, but my rating is a 9 because it set out, it accomplished exactly what it set out to accomplish. Like, everything Good that point. the movie wanted to do, I feel like it did perfectly. So, yeah. like, it, you know, like, it did everything that it Wanted. I agree. I agree with that one hundred percent. What about you, Alex? I, I agree with him, and then we give it a nine as well. Nice. Just because um, it's not. I don't. I'm not. I'm sure it's not the first of its kind because uh, unfortunately there's a lot of mass shooting movies, or not mass shooting movies, mass shootings everywhere, and they become so commonplace in you know our day. But I feel like that shouldn't be part of your review because, like. How many movies? How many war movies out there? There's like hundreds of war movies. No, no I'm, just, I'm not talking about. Really I'm not talking about war movies. I'm talking about just in general, like, uh, you know, movies that actually define what happened. And I, I I'm well, sure no. the fall, the fallout is good because it defines with like what happens after. What I'm saying is your rating shouldn't be based on how many other movies are similar to it. It should be based on how the movie does itself, based off of what it wants to accomplish, not what. Oh. Other movies in the same industry have done. Yeah, so, and I, I look at it this way, where 
we consider movies classics because they're genre defining right and i feel like this in itself would define its genre and open the way for more movies like it because of how successful it was i will agree to that 9.5 that's a show up, I guess. That's the average is a 9.5. Right. Just about, yeah. Yep. All right. Well, on that note, you guys, check out our social medias if you haven't already. The Hooligan Hangout everywhere. We keep that updated regularly. And merch.streamelements.com slash the Hooligan Hangout. Cop yourself some Hooligan merch. Fresh off the presses. Brand new designs. You guys will love them.